There are these certain memories, right, that come bubbling up from your youth. Listen to that. <laughs> I can live without the flugelhorns, yeah. but the, the that 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 impossible acoustic guitar riff that rose to that dizzying crescendo, then the strings come in again. The horns, I got nothing against a good brass or woodwind instrument, but we live in an era where there's never been more avenues to market for a musician, and almost nobody does a proper instrumental anymore. There was a time within our lifetimes that a an instrumental could be a top 10 hit case in point mason williams classical gas yeah and even bands that were known for vocals would throw like one track on their albums that would be instrumental even just the one but you'd be like holy shit this is really really good well i think in rock and roll we often focus on the lead singer right because they're the ones who are communicating to us even though everyone else around them may be Think of Led Zeppelin. All right, fine. Yes, you are literally surrounded by some of the greatest people who have ever performed at that position in our lifetimes in the history of rock and roll. But we focus on the singer and the and the rock and roll. But to hear a proper instrumental, I that popped up in my mix earlier today, and I'm like, fuck you, Mason Williams. You are fucking awesome. And that's all I wanted to say. My name is Brian Oak. His name is Sean Bernard. It is episode 275 of The Brian Oak Show here in the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis on what many are doomsday like predicting to be our last decent sort of sunny vaguely late summer early fall day tomorrow's gonna get cold bro you know that right it's it's fine no, we're no. fine dude i'm wearing flip-flops and be, shorts it's gonna be in the 60s again next week okay but here's the deal here's what i'm saying yeah i'm wearing flip-flops and shorts today i don't give up until my toes are too cold to walk out to the car yeah but i mean people are just saying and we've we've been very lucky i know we need the rain but we have had the kind of autumn so far, very early into autumn, that I enjoy the most. I hate summer. Love this time. It's my favorite season of the year, and this long, dry autumn is going to lead to probably the best color explosion we've ever had in the Metro. This is my favorite time of the year for listening to music and like finding new albums. I don't know why that is. There's just something about this time of the year where I love hearing new stuff. Have you heard new stuff lately that you love? Mm, a okay. little bit. Well, a little keep bit. working at it, all right? Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about... So, actually, some... there's a band that I like to mention. We're going to talk about <laughs> some Minneapolis music that's coming out very shortly and is brand new, but comes from someone who ha- bears the scars of a road warrior, all right? To say the very least, not only in his own band, but the many other people he's worked with, but there is a brand new album on the way from Flip, and we're going to talk to Bryn Arons coming up very, very shortly, but first, I do want to mention Smart Start M. Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What do they do? Well, legally, safely, and because they put it together, they can get you back in your vehicle sooner than you otherwise might be should you drink and drive, which, by the way, dick move. Do not do it. However, you... It's one of those lessons you have to learn yourself. People are like, 
I can get away with it. I'm cool. Especially after three years of sitting at home or two and a half years of sitting at home, people are like, I can do anything. I'm cool. And then you're not cool. And then you're in jail and you're like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do for the next three months? Smart Start MN is a Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. They worked with the legislature. They are an ar- not an army, but they are a group of lawyers <laughs> who put it. Then it makes it sound faceless, exactly, right? Yeah. But Mike and Ed are very, very regular, normal human beings who decided this is something that we can do to help better the lives of people who maybe made an unfortunate mistake and you can learn more about what they do and how to get back into your vehicle sooner and for less than you might expect by going to their website. Yeah, you can go to their website. Let's just say you're one of these guys that you went to the bar, you just went to happy hour. You're just going to have a good time at happy hour. Just seeing my friends. And then your wife starts texting you. Hey, Uh I thought it was your turn to do the dishes. I Uh came home from work and the dishes were there sitting there in the sink and you didn't do the dishes. And you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to have another one. And then I think I'm going to have one more. (laughs) And I'm not going to get home until after she goes to bed. And then for some reason you're drunk and then all your judgment is cloud and you drive. Don't do it if you can possibly not do it. You paint a picture I can barely imagine, Sean. It's very hard to understand, but mm. go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. And possibly a small, short TikTok video of my wife and I fighting. <laughs> um, here we are in the Smart Start MN studio. It is our podcast, and what we like to do here is talk to people who we've talked to before. Maybe we've never talked to them before, but we like to hear the stories that basically provide the threads of the fabric of the place that we live in. Bryn Arns, I've known on and off for many, many, many years, and he has had a profound and wide-reaching impact on a lot of the people around us, the music we hear, both locally and really throughout the nation and throughout wherever. I'm so glad that wasn't open. Otherwise, Bryn would have been covered in a full quart of delicious bathroom tap water that I just got from next door. You're drinking the tap water here. I drink tap water everywhere. Okay. So here's the weird thing. Like people, people have these weird little things I in know, their head, right? The whole no, no. I like to, I, if I microbes. can buy some smart water, I will. The reason that you shit your pants in Mexico is because you're not used to the local water. Literally every time I fill up a pint glass of water at home and I drink a gallon a day, that's my new thing in the last year and a half. If you don't, if you're not familiar with the local flora and fauna, you are going to shit yourself. So the people are like, I only drink bottled water. You're making a terrible mistake and you hate your body and your local environment. That's not the only reason why I shit my pants in Mexico. (laughs) Well, I mean, I almost did earlier today, but that was due to poor dietary choices last night. That's Sean. I'm Brian. Before we start talking to Bryn, and we are off to a hell of a start for episode 275. I was listening to music this morning because I was having kind of a, not a tough morning. Like, I mean, there are people with real challenges in yeah. their life, right? But it's all relative. Like, I was just having a morning where I'm like, fuck this day, man. And things were not going my way. So I put on my rock playlist and this was one of the the second or third song to come up. And I want to make certain that I say that I... Love women in rock and roll. I wish there were more of them. There always should have been more of them. There are some great ones throughout the history of it. There is no question. But I also want to say, with no disrespect intended, Joan Jett never gets to be Joan Jett if Susie Quattro was not first Susie Quattro. My adoration and admiration and absolutely unironic and abject love of everything that Susie Quattro ever did, up to and almost including her role as Leather Tuscadero on Happy Days... It's just it's it's very real, and I I will never play a song on here to appeal to the masses. I because my name's on the fucking tin will only play songs <laughs> that I fucking love. And this song by Susie Quattro I love right after this. Bryn R and stick around. It's the Brian Oak Show. Hey, y'all want 
listen, go back. And yes, the later stuff gets a little more watered down, but you listen to those first three Susie Quattro records, and they're as good as rock and roll got in that era. And what I love about it is there was... An unspoken equality. She was not a champion. She wasn't doing the, like, you know, the Gloria Steinem women's rights things. She's like, all these male motherfuckers have been out here for 15 years being sex gods at the top of the rock heap. And she's like, no, I'm going to sing about sex. I'm going to sing about getting loaded. And I'm in charge. So fuck you. And you know what's cooler than that? Almost nothing. A cool, strong, independent woman who's like... Look, if I don't want you, I don't want you. But if I want you, better keep your eyes open, bitch. I, <laughs> I, I love Susie Quattro so much that it's it's all right. I'm still I'm, I'm like a teenage fanboy when it comes to Susie Quattro. Anyway, uh, before we move forward, um, thank you, Sean. It's good to see your face. I hope you're enjoying your day. I am. You too, man. Well, I barely talked to you. Yeah. I mean, anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and focus on the matter. Now. My, 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 my day has not been easy. But again, like I said, it, there are there's real suffering out in the world. So we're just going to move past it's it and have some interesting conversation <laughs> because the guy we're about to talk to not only has been on the frontier of rock and roll locally, nationally, the songwriting he does, the things he's seen, the things he's envisioned, the things he's worked on. He's also I mean, like it takes a bit of audacity to be someone like Bryn Arns, and I mean that as a compliment, and I hope you take it the right way, but Bryn, hello, how are you? Hi, excellent, Brian, thank you. It's good to see you, and what I mean is, like, so most people will know you as the front man of the band Flip, the Minnesota band Flip, right? Correct. Now, you've done a zillion other things, which I'm well aware of, and we'll get into in just a little bit, and we've talked about before, when you've been on the show before. I have diversified. You have, in fact, <laughs> well, which one must do as we move on, right? Well, I, actually, I don't know if I'd call it diver- I'm going to try to imitate Brian Oak. I don't. <laughs> know if i would call it diversifying as much as just really digging all of it well i i didn't diversify i was always interested in the album cover i was always interested in the song i was always interested in the management element i was always interested in the stage clothes i was always interested in the stage production Uh so all that stuff and working with other artists so it, it really wasn't diversification. I would be patting myself on the back. So you're telling me that even early on, it wasn't just about the poontang. Not, <laughs> it was never. If you actually, if, and it was never, it, it almost, whoa, whoa, almost, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, never, never. Not once. N- n- if you listen to my back catalog, yeah. you will be challenged to find a sex song. No, I'm not talking about the songs. I'm talking about that. But I know, but it breeds into that. Yeah, like if we does. were if we were to talk about, you know, my art is honest. If we were to talk about Kiss, whose art might not be honest, but they're 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 sex. For them, it was about the. Pentagon. I think it was. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just it's not been my. Uh, it's just not my thing. I'm, well, I'm more right, interested. And I hope you know I was being somewhat sarcastic. Oh, no, good. But I mean, you, you're a true believer and you do care about every aspect of it. And I think, so my point was originally that in order to be the front man of a rock band, even if you care about those other things and you yeah. are a detail oriented guy, there has to be a certain amount of self-belief or audacity that allows you to paint one half of your face white, the other half black <laughs> and get out there and be an absolute madman in front of tens of thousands of people 
there's either a strength of character, there is a level of self-confidence. Audacity, I think, might be the wrong Okay, fine. Well, obviously, the face paint indicated that. Because <laughs> I'm the on. mellowest dude there is in the world. Like, my neighbors are like, you know, Bryn, we see you in the newspaper, and we see you in concert, and you're this wild, crazy guy, and I'm out there pruning flowers. <laughs> well, but, but in order to do that in front of crowds, in order to propagate the life of a, a front man, yeah. there has to be a certain sort of self-confidence that not everyone shares and maybe you don't feel and or, or wear on your sleeve every day when you walk out the door, but that had to start somewhere. Where were you in your youth that at one point you're like, give a shit about these, uh, about the haters? I can go up there and do whatever. At some point you have, you had to give yourself license to be a creative, and I, I don't want to use too strong a term, but you had to allow yourself the ability to explore the space of the madman. You had to allow yourself Correct. to explore, I am going to do up, go up there and do the most audacious thing I've ever done, and you know what? It's going to fucking work. Where are you in your life? At what point in your growth, development, musical exploration, when do you decide, I'm Brain Arns and I have the strength to be, or the artistic ability to be, or whatever the right term is, when do you decide... I'm this guy, and I'm able to pull it off when I feel like it. When I began to notice that the politician, the clergyman, and these other individuals were the actual psychos, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm putting on a show. I'm listening. This is this is this is semi frivolous fun, right? I mean, I'm serious about my art, but part of my art is frivolousness and entertainment. And when I realized that those people and those things, even though they have nicer shoes. <laughs> are, are actually the s- sick ones. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a part of it. So what are the options? Well, and, and, and you bring up, I think, a brilliant point in that those are all showmen. Everyone you yeah. talked about. Is, they, is, you're a- actually, that's true. The problem is they're. Their profit. I mean, obviously, being a rock star, you'd like to make a little money. You'd like to be able to like. Put but it's your a build it and they will come sort of attitude. Mm-hmm. I don't take grants. I I've no, never. And you're not building. Don't your take rock and roll food stamps on the back of someone else's efforts or no. or or vulnerabilities. You I know, can't. When we're talking about the clergyman or that kind of thing. I can't. What you want is you want people to come out and lose their fucking minds and dance in a mud pit and throw pizza boxes into the air, and that and, I will. That I will gladly provide. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Flip so la- pizza. Last time you were on the show, we talked Flips a lot about. Up. <laughs> Forgive me. I, no, I think that was a million dollar Something idea there. right there. I feel like I just remember right here on the Brian Oak show episode 275. You heard it here first. And I expect at least 1% mailbox money moving forward on Flipsa. Not pizza box money. Okay. No. God, it shut no. me up. And it, why would I do that? That's yeah, the reason that's we had you on oh, I'm sorry. Never stop talking. <laughs> I said that out loud. So, Bryn, the last time you were on here, you, we talked a lot about where you're from. We talked a lot about the history of Flip and all that. So what I want to talk about is the modern era and what you're up to because you're up to a lot and what's going on. As summer draws to a close, you and I were standing out front and we were lamenting about being a dying breed. Not, you know, I don't want to, we don't have to go into any of that. No admissions. I don't ever ask anyone to bear their personal things. But I want to know. Bong with, hits. With, with, oh. <laughs> no, my, not, if, really, if my not lung, really. If my lungs could stand a bong hit, I would. The other day. That's I put long. Up, 
I put on uh, exactly. <laughs> I put on Pink Floyd's Metal, and I wrote oh, on God. Facebook. I'm like, this record is in my top ten of all time. It also makes me wish I still owned a bong. I haven't taken a proper deep pull off a of bong in me either. Twenty five years. Yeah, me I mean, either. love weed. I'm not mad at weed. I hope everyone smokes it. Because everyone I know on weed is much cooler than most of the people I know who don't do it. But, man, do you remember the old days of just, like, bong hits that would put you down on the ground? Oh, I do. Well, and not only that, the weed back then was like, you know, uh, hedge trimmings. It was, <laughs> it, was full, it was full of stems and seeds. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, even if you, you cleaned were literally... it, it was still like you, you put it perfectly. Hedge trimmings. Yeah, I mean, you were literally smoking bark. Now, imagine <laughs> if we had had the strength of the weed that's available today, and you try to pull like a three-foot bong pull off that, you're probably going to the hospital, or you're Ooh. ascending to the next level of reality. Or you and I are getting together later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we go too long, I'd like to hear a little music, but you Ugh. are actually, for all the years you've done Flip, Flip is by no means a finished proposition. Flip is still very much alive, and there's a new record on the way. Tell me the name, tell me the why, tell me the how, tell me why. Well, the new record is titled Too Dumb to Quit, <laughs> and yes, it's autobiographical. Well, kind of yes and kind of no, and we can talk about that on the other side of the song. But dumb is, is interpretive, of right? Course. Dumb. Uh, uh, that being said, one of the cool things, if you get a chance to look at it and vinyl is forthcoming, the cover is a board game, uh, modeled after the Beatles flip your wig game, but all the tiles, you can't win the game are things that are autobiographical that have all happened to me. Light tree falls on you. You cancel two <laughs> shows, move back three spaces nice. <laughs> and, and by, you know, and, uh, you can try to play the game with game pieces and dice and stuff, and you will find that you can't win, which is very rock and roll, exactly. which ties in with Too Dumb to Quit. So there's some funny uh, tiles on there. Kilo runs out of weed. Uh, <laughs> when your name is Kilo Bale and you've run out of weed, we know that there are dark There's troubles. Yeah, no, there's troubles. It reminds me of the drought of 88, man. It was a long time ago, but it was exceptionally bus real. Bus driver gets mad at other bands' bus driver, empties, <laughs> empties toilet <laughs> stuff in front of his bus, move ahead two spaces. Oh, did that ever actually actually happen? Absolutely. <laughs> George got high-fived. Oh, it was so... I just sat there petrified. We have more to talk about, but let's hear a song. So are the, are the all three songs you've picked for us today, are they all off the new record? They were ones I had MP3s of on my computer. Yes, they are all. They weren't selected with any with any big deal in mind. Well, just tell me. Okay, but tell yes, me this, they are why, all. Why a new record? I mean, like, because you've been doing so much stuff with so many yeah. other people. You've been working in music for so long. You produce. You co-write. You do all these other things. Why did you decide now was the right time for a new flip record? Well, because Greg Item, a.k.a. Cherry Forever, mm -hmm. the bass player, uh, after the Flip reunion show at First Avenue, rejoined the band. And he is my, put it this way, if I make a mistake while we're playing, he makes the mistake too. No mistake. He's that good. Wow. So, and that gets your creative juices flowing. When you're in an element like you guys are and you're talking, yeah. that's that synergy creates mm -hmm. a whole new thing 
that is greater. You know, it's a, it's a cliche, but it's greater than it's some yep. of its parts. Mm-hmm. So that began to happen. And we just jam at rehearsal for, you know, I know it's an old fashioned term and I don't mean it in the, in the new, uh, the way it's used, but we literally, no, you mean like in the MC five way, like let's yes. melt some fucking faces. Let's 100%, go. 100%, 100% yeah. and songs come out of it. Well, during that exact same time, I was like, you know, Curtis a hasn't put out a record for a long time. And I think he's a Godhead. Um, Okay, uh, more not not only do I think he is a godhead, he is a godhead, and um, so him and I started working on stuff together, and I began recording some of his material, which there was a huge backlog of it. I played some of it for John Fields; he loved it, mm. and said, "Let's bring him in here and do it together." While while we were in there doing it together, John uh, goes do you have any new material? And I played him a couple things and sent him a couple things right off the top. And he's like, we got to make a new flip record. This shit's great. And that's, that's basically how it happened. I love John Fields in the sense that maybe half the artists we've ever had on this show fucking just like they worship the ground yep. he walks on oh he's and so they, good they, at what he does and i couldn't i couldn't agree more but the fact that he's so universal among the people who are around him is brilliant we'll talk more john fields we're definitely going to talk more curtis a and we'll talk more flip but first Beautiful. i need to hear a song right now tell me what what song are we going with first uh you can make it happen Yeah, we could paint the 
Sean and I have a thing that we talk about on the show all the time <laughs> about true believers. Man. You can listen to that song and Rock. realize that it was made by true believers. That is a new one from Flip. What's the name of that tune? You Can Make It Happen. When can people get their fucking hands on that? <laughs> right now. Really? Where is it at? Google it up. Well, it's all okay. It takes. I mean, like, I mean, like, is there is there flip ground zero? Like is there band flip camp or, or band yeah, camp? yeah, yeah, band camp. It's always on. That's where you make the most money because they have the best margins. So go to band camp. You and are go correct. Find flip there, and you are one hundred percent correct. Right flip frontman and main brain just told me while we were listening to it that was a one taker. Correct. Now, I'm I mean, real. I, I mean, and I, I understand that every once in a while you feel like that was the shit right there. But let's take it five more times just in case we get a better one. You took that one in one take. And I mean, between you, you're a producer in your own right. In addition to a lifelong songwriter, John Fields is not someone to just let something slide by. You were all on the same page like that was the fucking. Well, take the beauty right of working with John Fields and being a producer is having the confidence in John. I actually maybe have would have been more uh, inclined to do it a couple more times. Right. And John's like, why? Next song, and, and so great. Yeah, and next I'm like, song. next. Yeah, and I'm experienced to know that part of the artist's job is to put that confidence in your producer, right? And and mm. take that in. So that's that's how it was done. That's absolutely brilliant to me. Before we talk more with Bryn Arns, we're going to mention real quickly our latest endorser on the Brian Oak Show, and that would be Moxie Wealth Management. Joe Burgess and his entire crew are there for people who are ready to take what they're doing with their money to the next level. Let's be honest. All of us in this room have been younger than we are right now, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. you reach a certain point where you're like, okay, so what's the rest of it going to look like? Like, my dad retired when he was my age. I couldn't retire right now if I wanted to, but it is actually important to start thinking about how you're going to comport the remainder of your days. Maybe you're here for 10 more years. Maybe you're here for 45 more years. You need to make certain plans. And it's just not just a matter of like a Roth IRA or whatever. I mean, you need to have people on board in every regard of what your financial future looks like. And that's where Moxie Wealth Management yeah, comes Yeah, Joe in. Burgess and his team over there are really good people, and they absolutely love music. That's why we're aligned with him. Correct. If you're looking at kind of planning out your next 15, 20 years as we should be doing mm. right now. And you're looking at shifting <laughs> over to somebody that will actually call you and figure things out. Right. Um, get a hold of Moxie Wealth Management at moxiewealthmanagement.com. Correct. And thank you to Joe for coming on board. And thanks to everybody who's ever been a supporter of this show. It's been so weird, Sean. You and I are slowly but ever surely creeping up on three years of doing oh, this. Oh, can't wait for that party to happen, too. Oh, well, we're going to have a party, but, I mean, we're at episode 275, and the number of different people who have come in from the average everyday, I have a blog and I'm a fan, I'd love to hear your show, to, you know, serious professionals who... Yep. The whole point of this show is talking about who we are and where we're at now, but where we've come from and where we've been. A perfect example, Bryn Arns, who is the lead singer of Flip, but over the years has worked uh, with so many artists, whether it be a producer or a songwriter. I mean, the last time we were in here, you dropped some names on me. Not that I don't think you're qualified, but, <laughs> but no, no, but I had no idea that you, you worked with the breadth and depth of artists that you have worked before. Hit me with a couple names just as a reminder. Sean Lennon. Wow. Buddy Miles. Yeah. You know Buddy Miles. That's cool. What? How did that even happen? Pa- Patty Austin. Yeah, yeah. How, I mean, how does Buddy Miles even happen? I'm living in New York, and Buddy Miles was doing it a record 
doing a record in the studio that I happened to be working at was called Quad Studios, four studios on top of each other. You know, New York City neighborhoods are, uh, they're not vertical, they're horizontal. Right. Well, you mean they're vertical and not horizontal. Great. Yeah, thank you very much. No problem. I'm not trying to correct you. (laughs) You're the guest. I just want to make sure we understand. I just went for it. 50-50 chance. (laughs) Stalactite, stalagmites. Yes, exactly right. Um, Hey, do we know, by the way, pop quiz, hot shot. The one that comes down as tight, the one that pushes up as might. Okay, but there's a b- easier way to remember that. Yeah. Stalactite, C as in ceiling, stalagmite, G as in ground. And I learned pushes up with all its might and hangs tight. Thank you, Mr. Landry. And I obviously <laughs> haven't learned a thing. That's all right. Hey, look, man, it's just geology, all right? If you want to be on this podcast, Bryn, you yeah. have to learn a little more about <laughs> geology. Yeah, right? I was never, I never did do great in math or history. <laughs> anyway, the most important part of the story is not about what the, what oh. the quad studios look like, yeah. but Buddy Miles. How do but, you, how but do you get up there? Part of the story is that was originally A&R Studios, which is world famous, like, you know, Paul Simon, all the cool 60s stuff was right, done there. right. And a guy named Rob Stevens, uh, who was producing me and uh, Buddy Miles at the time, and Sean Lennon, uh, you know, told him that you should use Bryn Arns for guitar on this stuff. Fabulous. And one of the funny things is, is he calls me up, he goes, Bryn, do you have an amp you can bring in? And I'm like, no, they're all, they're all downtown, uh in our warehouse but i do have one of these little plastic belt clip on marshall amps <laughs> he goes well bring it in and <laughs> and that's what i ended up recording oh through, my god uh on the buddy just on the buddy miles session um but yeah did you live in the village or where did you live in new york uh the lowest east side at the front end well when i first moved there i lived in chelsea off of sixth avenue mm-hmm. and then uh henry street on the lower east side and then by the end of the trek i was on uh, 83rd on the upper east side Mm. knowing nothing about new york that means nothing to me but it sounds very impressive and i like it very much here's what's fun well you know the jeffersons when they're moving on up they move to the upper east side oh to a deluxe apartment in the sky if i understand correctly correct yeah which is very uh you know the my midwest work ethic paid off dividends in new york city while i was there i was asked to join the dave matthews band the new york dolls what uh aerosmith i'm sorry who uh is that yeah. pretty good or uh, not really guns and roses <laughs> sounds like a lot of indie hipster shit i'm it, not yeah. really sure what you're talking about didn't mean about much right to me at the time either oh now, let me ask you about but those that, but right? those offers come when you're doing something already that's getting attention you, so they don't come while you're sitting on your couch doing nothing. Yeah. So you bring up to me a very interesting point, right? So, like, I always say the luckiest people or the most fortunate people are the hardest working people that I know, right? Yeah. Like, when you talk about those Midwestern working values, I don't care if you are a struggling musician or a successful musician. I don't care if you're in chartered accountancy. I don't care if you're a seamstress. I don't care if you are a... Black topper. It doesn't matter. That's right. The harder you work, the more you're going to be recognized. Now, you may work for 
dickheads. But eventually, you become expert at your craft. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be cool. It doesn't have to be artistic. Agreed. However you decide to comport your daily life, however you decide that I'm going to execute my toil this way and I found some joy here, and now I'm going to get fucking good at it. And you work and you work and you work. And not always, right? I mean, there are some people's lives who will just hit the dead end. You can't. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. But often, you work hard. You meet the right people. Don't be a dick. Don't burn any bridges. There, there are absolutely basic rules to no matter what you do for a living to being successful at life. That doesn't mean living in a mansion. It doesn't mean having a yacht that transforms into a jet. It doesn't. It, those things are That's important. Correct. Happiness, right? Like you, maybe you don't live in a mansion, and maybe you don't have a bunch of platinum records hanging on the wall. But you that know is what? Correct. I can tell by talking to you, even when we were standing out front having a smoke, Bryn Arns is a happy man. Bryn Arns has Thank led you. a successful life so far, and I genuinely You're believe cry. that. You're going to make me cry. Oh, dude. This That's show, usually what happens. We talked, <laughs> we Sorry, talked, man. We talked about on the last episode of this show, there's no shame in that. I've broken down on probably 75 of these shows, or at least had a few like light 75? How about 200? Okay, fine, Sean. Thank you for shaming man, me. every time. Don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. <laughs> It's not shaming. But, but Bryn, I, I, yeah. I mean it in all sincerity, because not just for you, but for everybody, there's a way to move forward, right? And it's hard. It's, I, I promise you that you and Sean and myself and everyone listening, you've gone through times where you're like, fuck all of this. Just fuck it. And you're mad and you're sad and you're angry. But then you find a way to get back to that, mm-hmm. that, that thing that matters to you at the, the heart of it. And sure, it's cool from the outsider's viewpoint to be a rock star and to write songs and to work with cool people. Fucking... Working with Buddy Miles, I mean, my God. But no matter how mundane... Sean Lennon was pretty cool because Yoko was there, and she was super nice. So I've interviewed her twice, and Yoko... Was she super nice? For all the garbage people have said about her over the years and all the things they want to hang on her, both times I interviewed Yoko, and granted, she was being interviewed, so of course we're always on our best behavior, aren't we? She couldn't (laughs) have been kinder. She is. More present. More thoughtful. She is. I love Yoko Ono. And anybody who wants to talk trash can go fuck themselves because Agreed. we all know that Agreed. it's McCartney who broke up the fucking Beatles. Oh, I don't know that, but... I do. Okay. Well, not really. But I do I'm know... Just... I do know... Coming in hot. That, that Yoko, like, when you look at a person in the eye, when you're talking to him, you get a feeling like... Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you feel like you can say anything and you can be yourself. She's that person. She facilitates that behavior. She's a... Uh, She's not arrogant well, I, or anything weird likes, like that. Much like we do, like when we talk about true believers, I think Yoko doesn't have any time for bullshit. She like she's like our our lives are finite, right? There are, there are a given number of moments. So if I'm going to talk to you, I only want the real part of you. I only want the part of you that feels like something's happening. I, I got no sense of shysterism from her whatsoever. None whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. Even I if was, that's a word, shyster, shyster, horizontal shyster. I got no sense of stalagmitism from Yoko either None. when I talk to her. You're a busy man. Uh, before we talk about what else occupies your time and makes your life so busy and continues yeah. to fuel you creatively, I don't like to go too long without a song. We've gone too long. Let's get another one. I like it. What are we going to hear? I don't know. What the fuck? Let's play. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? I don't know. Oh, what the fuck? Bryn Arns with a little flip on the Brian Oak Show. <laughs>
show Bryn from yeah. from Flip just said one of the most ludicrous things I've ever heard you described yourself as the worst singer in the world or one of the remaining worst singers yeah in the world. after Brett Michaels and Vince Neil go away then I will be the worst singer what about the poison songs where CC was the lead singer I've got a soft spot for CC. Well, so do I. I mean, everyone likes poison, but I mean, like, no, they don't. It sounds like it sounds like he's drowning in a sea of sandpaper. I know he's funny. <laughs> he's got. A, I heard a song of his called "Every Song I Write Never Sounds Like the Way It Sounded in My Head." <laughs> I love, uh, and right there, I was, I was in. Like I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. I get I'm in. <laughs> Before we continue with Bryn Arns, we have to check in with my good friend, business co-owner, podcast. Cast guru, captain, my captain, Sean Bernard, in addition to the high-flying lifestyle he has as part of this podcast, he's also a realtor for Edina Realty at the 50th and France location, House Tricks. Good. It's uh, busy. I'm going to have a busy weekend coming up. Uh, and uh, if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And I also donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or musician and you get invited to the Patreon events. Oh, and we just had a great one featuring God, Trailer fun. Trash. Man. It was super fun, man. It was so good. The accordion came out, and I guess I'm <laughs> so used to lockdown and things being like kind of quiet and reserved, and I'm not much of a dancer. Suddenly the dance floor filled up, and I'm like, people still dance? That, am I... I don't. I felt like I was back at the hop in the 1950s, and I was never there the first time around. But it went very well. We have another Patreon event coming up in the not too distant future. Yep, we're Details planning right now. We're waiting to hear from the artist to see if she will be in town. Shh, no That's secrets, all I'm going to no say. Reveals, all right. That's all I'm going to say. But if people want to find you one more time, how do they get a hold of you? 
Uh, 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. Bryn, once again, we find ourselves not really up against the clock. We've got a little time, but I have too many more things I want to ask you. So you won't mind being a recurring guest throughout the ages here on The Brian Oak Show, will you? Not at all. I so, welcome it. I mean, I, I, want, I want to talk about And the I new... live really close by. Well, there we go. Well, I mean, it's, it's done then. I, yeah, guess, just... I guess my time here is done. We can just turn this over to you two. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to talk about the latest stuff you're working on. We'll continue to do. But you threw in this almost throwaway little fun fact, the way you put it in the email you sent me. There was recently a documentary about Woodstock 99, which was a complete shitstorm by any metric, right? Now, it was a an explosively wondrous rock show, but all the sort of fallout and collateral damage around it was terrible. But Flip was the first national act to play at Woodstock 99. Obviously, you couldn't know how it was going to go. You couldn't know how it was going to unfold. But basically, on a giant piece of tarmac with not enough water. Well, I'll tell you a really funny story. Hit me. First, I'll say. I hope so, because most of the stories around this thing are a nightmare. Well, first of all, they have made so many documentaries about Woodstock Mm -hmm. that to find a new angle was paramount. You could make that documentary Mm. about just about any festival right. let's be honest and, and for sure there is a there's a dark side to anything any group get together i mean you could go ahead and back and go back an original woodstock documentary and if you chose to focus on the darkest that aspects of it, there would be there would be pits in the stomachs of all the hippies that are still what? remaining alive but woodstock 99 did seem to approach it a new take level. it to it did take it to a new level yeah and i think a big part of that i mean i don't know i'm no expert but it was on freaking you know concrete people are walking around <laughs> on hard services right in the yeah. blazing sun yeah. nowhere to go waters i mean now you expect water to be eight dollars a bottle right back then people like well, what do you what do you mean and then and then you throw in drugs and you throw in people deciding to burn things and frustration and you youthful angst will manifest in many many different absolutely. ways absolutely that's what was my reference to the pizza boxes in the air earlier there yep. was an old edge fest where corner shop was playing and People couldn't stop throwing their personal pizza boxes into the air. And the lead singer, Ginger Singh, said, <laughs> if there's no decorum, there's no performance, which only led to more pizza boxes <laughs> into the air. Right? People weren't having it. But there, there seemed to be a level of anger, frustration, and maybe a lack of perspective. And again, I don't want to live in judgment of anybody because I was the right age to be there. I just didn't happen to be there. But things did go decidedly wrong before the end of Woodstock 99. Um, Joe Austin. Joel Rosenberg, the guy who put it on, oh. and God, I always space out the dude's name. He's the nicest guy. He looks kind of like Roger Daltrey. He's the Woodstock guy. Put them all on. Okay. What's the name I'm trying to oh. think of? Uh, I'm I, not going to get I, there. I, I brain fart on his name every time. Yeah. Well, my just call him that guy. I was at the show in 94. I was at Woodstock I was 94, too, yeah. for 30 minutes sitting on the grass. I'm like watching Joe Cocker. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not good in crowds. And, yeah. and, um, Kai, my little brother, yeah. did a lot of the artwork for Woodstock. So, oh, wow. when, uh, yeah. So we got to go up. So it was in an old uh, airfield. We went up into the lookout tower, which was the head office with oh. the two main curators of the festival, and smoked a joint with them. And okay, it's three hundred and sixty degrees of glass around this lookout yeah. lookout tower. Their, ba- their backs are to the glass, and I'm looking right at them, 
and we're passing a joint around and the fires are going on directly mm. behind them. And I'm like, should I say something? So let me ask you in all sincerity. Was, and they was didn't it, have a care in the world. Was, uh, it, was it interesting or alarming? I mean, like, because let's be honest, virtually every festival you go to, that someone will light fire on something. That happens. But I mean, if it starts to really spread, I mean, like, so at this point, because getting high in the in the lookout tower sounds cool as fuck. It was cool as fuck. I'll bet it was. But I mean, but at some point you, it goes from being like, this is cool, man, to was there ever a point of alarm that you ever felt? I felt it. I didn't know. That's what I was going to say. I didn't know whether I should say anything or not and i was looking at those guys because it was so obvious i'm like you know i didn't want to start the panic but you could tell that they were they were uh so versed in this that they knew that it would take care of itself and trying to do something about it had a greater potential to create more problems than not so they just let it take care of itself which it from my perspective it pretty much did well i guess and and no, I mean, there's obviously a lot of stuff that like went down. And again, yeah, so let me ask you this then: Did you watch that most recent documentary? Parts of it, yeah, same. And so I didn't watch the whole thing. Do you think it's a fair representation of what then went yes. down, or do you think it's a sensationalized oh, version? Oh, well, of what I went think down? everything on the screen is sensationalized yeah. version of what was yeah. based, yeah. based on a true story. What exactly. isn't based on a true story? Dun, everything dun, 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 is dun. right. Yeah. So, uh, yes, it was sensationalized. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been released. Um, but it was messy as well. It was not a hard thing to sensationalize, put when, it that way. The very first time I ever met you face to face, obviously I knew your band, I knew your reputation. I was doing radio back in the late nineties out at the Great Minnesota Get Together, and <laughs> you, you came by our booth at like eight in the morning, and yeah, we were remember. talking about the various parts of the state fair. <laughs> and so again, I'm asking about based on a true story. Yes, um, there's the sky ride, the little gondolas yes. that go across the sky, and. I didn't mind, but my producer at the time was certain that we were both going to be fired because of something you said out loud. And you said, and I hope you don't remind me. Remind me I told this story last time, but it's it's one. Of I my forgot about it. I'm, I'm cringing right now. Don't but. cringe. Don't cringe. You looked up at the sky ride, which wasn't moving yet because the sun was barely up, and we were all up there way too early. And you said to me, with your spiky hair and everything else, that all was flip in 1998. You looked at me and you're like, you know what's great about the sky ride? I'm like, no, Bryn, what's great? about the sky <laughs> best place to finger blast a girl a girl i was standing in line to go on it and a woman who was a bit older than me not a lot a lot <laughs> older but a bit older and of course when you're 14 years old i love this story already three years is a big deal yeah. so my and i'm so i'm not really clear on how much older but I'm, i don't think it was as old as it feels but 14 to 17 is a pretty radical change in right. lifestyles right right and she said can i you want to go together i was in line by myself on the sky ride i said okay and then we got what were uh, you like a young errol flynn how does a 17 year old girl invite some 14 year old onto the sky ride i had good hair good, good man Good um, very David Lucky. Cassidy here. If I had, if I, if I had like parted and feathered the whole big bit. time, lovely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's my best guess. I, I never did take the time to ask her, but we got on the sky ride and she asked me to finger bang her. 
Again, I'm not trying to shame you. <laughs> I don't even like I, saying that word. Well, you didn't have any problem with it live on the air that morning. I know, right. but my job at that no, time was to get... My publicist was the newspaper, which meant going to jail if I could. Okay, well, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to be salacious or anything like that. I'm not like proud that. of it, it's, people. It, but it's one of my favorite stories of being on the radio and 30 years of doing it. Let's move on. You talked about... <laughs> you, I mean, like, so here's the thing. You're both a very serious musician. At the very top of the show, you talked about, don't, Jesus Christ. You talked about how all parts of it were, were important to you. But for the average fan who's a young, enthusiastic, alternate kid who's finding Flip and they're like, yeah, this is awesome. You all have funny face paint. You all have crazy names. But you talk yeah. about how the music mattered, the vocals mattered, the look mattered, the management mattered, the, the quality of the performance mattered. You take it that seriously from all those angles, but to the average young fan who came out to lose their mind to flip, they're like, this is just fucking rad. Was that okay? Was that enough? Did you feel like you were getting the job oh, done? absolutely. Yeah. Completely. When everything makes sense as a whole, because it's tricky to take all those elements, just like cooking. Almost or, impossible. Or direct. De- I, I often, like I do, I do consultations. I have a thing that's called manager on demand where people can call me with their individualized band issues and i help oh them out gosh. with them as one by one as opposed to like trying to sign them for their whole life because they're just little individual issues that need to be dealt with how and do if people you, find out about where that is i mean they if can someone just, listening they, right they now me- wanted they, to hear it they message me on facebook okay is yeah Bryn Arns, b-r-y-n-n-a-r-e-n-s thank you very much please continue yeah and uh and it actually goes to what you were talking about before about it doesn't matter what you do, and I often use the comparison of bricklayer. If if my bricklayer or the guy who's blacktopping my driveway shows up drunk, late, is swearing out there, and my neighbor's kids can hear it, right? I don't care how good of a blacktop, how good of the blacktop looks at uh-huh. the end of the day. Yeah, you're out. Right? You're out. Yeah. Agreed. So if you go in doing what you're going to say, say what you're going to do, show up on time, don't get in anybody's face, you know, unless until it's part of the job, you know, but (laughs) on a professional level, backstage, you don't create drama. You just don't, as a matter of fact, your job is to not get involved, but not alleviate drama by not being the creator of it. So your job is actually as best you can is to make everybody's job easier and if you can make everybody's job easier you will benefit from day one when i started doing this for a living what i learned was when you were surrounded by and again i think it applies to every job in the it world, does but i but i hold on to it i my my favorite catchphrase is i love working with professionals because if you're doing your job well you're doing your job well you're doing your job well then my only job is to do my job well i don't have to worry about anything else and the more mental energy and focus i can put into doing my job well and again this applies to any walk of life as long as you're working with professionals you're going to be in a better situation to excel at what you do right i mean that's the bottom line speaking of We've really got to wrap things up before too long here. We're not quite done yet, but tell me about Brinco Amps. Oh, Brinco Amps. So it's 1973, roughly. I have the flu. I'm lying on my mother's couch. I look over at her giant Philco radio for 1920s style. I mean, we're talking like old school, solid state sort of item, right? Well, no, not solid state, tube. 
the solid state hadn't been invented yet oh, at right. that time. Wow. But big tube amps, right? The but, ra- like, but like big old school big radio, the, the, radios. Big radios. the family mm. used to gather That come around. up to your belly button. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. And they became decorum, you know, mm-hmm. became they cool looking. And b- back in the early 70s when a lot of, you know, the amplifiers and the guitars, it was, it was, it was basically new technology. And I remember looking at two different things. A stand-up lamp with the big lampshade on it going, with the round bass going, that's a mic stand. Oh, yeah. And then that's I looked cool. at the radio, and I went, that's a guitar amp. And so one day... And was this through the, the through the flu fever that you had this Probably. Right. No, no, I'll give you a little backup. My father was the co-inventor of Scratch and Sniff. I'm sorry, what? My father no was the co-inventor way. of Scratch and No, I Sniff. keep hearing it, but I still am not, this I'm not able to process it. This explains a lot about it. you and Kai. I well, mean, like, it does. <laughs> it does. But, I mean, it really does. And both. it was even more so. It wasn't originally a scent. It was a flavor enhancer. Yeah. So it was put on food, at, yeah. and we ate a lot of it. Oh, here, kids. <laughs> I bet you did. Try this. It yes. supposedly tastes like. Here's the blue one. When you put it on a uh, corn cob of corn you can tell how much salt you put on now see the part that's fascinating like that is pizza, not, not pizza only, enhancing flavor oh, not yeah. only scratch and sniff but what i like is knowing you and kai both as well as i do which is not intimately but well enough you both have this element to you you're not normal people and i i mean that as <laughs> I, thank I, you i mean that as a high thank compliment I, I look i don't like i mean normal people they're a dime a dozen right when i meet interesting people or people that refuse to just settle for who they are or what they are and don't continue to learn and don't continue to grow i think you and kai are both extremely good examples of that but it started before you're gonna make kai cry well, I mean, look, man, I love that fucker. I think that, guy, that guy's a weirdo. I mean, sure, he's gone Hollywood, which is fine. But um, no, he's worked with my favorite band on the planet. This band right here, that band right there. Kind of how I feel about oh, the, single, the single best band on the planet. Um, anyway, he knows I love him and I love you. But I love the fact that there is an origin story that your dad was also not a normal person. No, he, and still is not. He's still with us. Thank, go- thank goodness. I love that story. Uh, he, he's really working hard on the illegal water well. <laughs> he's building in his basement. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't Wait, think- no, there's another I, word for it. It's not well. He said if we use this certain word. I don't think this is a story we should be telling to the public. Probably not. I don't want your father edit, edit. I, I don't want your father getting rounded up by the authorities because of the Brian Oak show. Oh, they don't want to round him up. They won't be able to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it does in, in give you a vision of the possibilities of things. All of a sudden the norm is kind of wiped away, especially in the uh really uptight tight town we grew up in where you know if 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 you were wearing a, a bell sleeve shirt in 1965 is a good chance well i got my ass kicked a lot in junior high for having long <laughs> hair and carrying my guitar that's what the song freak is about i mean a lot i've yeah. gone to therapy for it for the whole and the whole yeah. bit but um it does open up the world of possibilities where you're like you know I can kind of come up with my own ideas. So in back to the Brinco's, one day I decided, you know, I'm going to turn one of these into a guitar amplifier. And I started hunting for them, and I found this place that had a bunch of them. So I, t- I, t- I turned like five or six of them into amplifiers, and I happened to be working with Jack Douglas, the famous oh. producer at the time. Oh. 
and uh, who I'll be working with again shortly. Um, and I sent him a picture of him. Well, he happened to be working that day with the vampires, what the Hollywood vampires. I got a text Which back. Which is what, Johnny Depp? <laughs> yeah. Correct. Uh... So I get a call 10 minutes later from Jack going, Johnny Depp wants one, Paul McCartney wants one, Joe Perry wants one, wow. Joe Walsh wants one, and I literally had to make them and send them out. Then after that, Taylor Swift bought one from me. Oh, my God. Um, and then a really cool music store in town called Groove City Guitars got wind of it, and they just kept ordering from me, and they just sold like crazy. And uh, I got a really cool picture of Joe Perry with his, and uh, who, who I was producing at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, also a Hollywood vampire, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, his wife, Joe, oddly enough, is also named Joe, uh, <laughs> said, said, it's this amp is so pretty that it is the only amp I will let Joe keep in the living room. And I wow. said, can I use that line? And she goes, absolutely, Bryn. So that's kind of my thing. Yeah. The Brinco, the only amp. Joe Perry's wife will let him keep in the living room. Is there a Brinco website? Or I mean, no. Most of us. Oh, so this is just like this is like on a need to know basis. This is pretty underground much shit. Pretty much. I mean, it's just one of the many things I do. I don't. I don't know if I'm able to lock myself down into a one thing and just well, make a no website like, for this. But and, someone's going to hear about this. They're going to be like, I love mid-century modern or early 20th century. Yeah. And I'd love to have that amp. How the fuck do I get a hold of Bryn Ahrens? And be Social like, media. Too bad, bitch. Maybe you should have been an Aerosmith. Uh, no, I, no. I mean, I sold a lot of them. A lot of people bought them through Groove City Guitars. No, I'm joking around. No, all good. And I have an order in right now. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll... They'll be coming. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're always available, you know. All right, so we've got to wrap up now because we're over the hour point, and even with somebody as fascinating as you, no, people, you're too people, kind. No, people check out. And so I mean, they can, they, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. I Just mathematics. After 30 years in radio, I, I know how this game works. But before we go, real quick, yes, um, you, Curtis A., Jacques Waite, Tom Cook are doing a musical tribute to the music of the New York Dolls. Correct. Tell me who and how and what, but you got 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Both Curtis A. and myself are huge fans of the New York Dolls, and we said, what if? And we said, yes. And then I went over to his house the next day, uh, barreled through the fog that was in the living room, sat down on the couch, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we and we played through we played through a bunch of stuff, and it was great. And I said, well, how do you feel about these other guys? And he was like, perfect. He goes, Bryn, whatever you want to do, I'm in. That that's part of the reason that he's as important and yeah. as influential as he's been for that long. He's got his own vision, but he's also willing to play ball. He's a cool dude, man. I like Curtis. Well, a lot. it's only if you approach him like once again, it's making everybody's job easier. I didn't approach him with, "Hey, Curtis, hey, you want to do an Olivia Newton John tribute?" He'd be like, "How does that?" I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. I get it. That being said, that being the said. day you decide to go, the day you decide to go, O N J, I will yes. be at that show. I will promote that show. You can be on this show to promote that show. I'll bring Curtis with me if I, I may. I fucking love Olivia Newton-John. Oh, that one. <laughs> oh, the no, doll this, show. No, this one's fine, too. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, but I mean, like, listen, man, Olivia Newton-John, I mean, New York Dolls are fine. Yeah, sure, they change rock and roll forever, but <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, have you never been mellow? 
Have you never been mellow, Bryn? Have you even tried? Bryn Orange is our <laughs> guest right now. This brand new flip that's on the way. We're going to hear one more song from it. When can people get their hands on it? And right make now. It? It's available. Just as we hit, speak. Hit, hit the flip social medias. What you said, Bandcamp. Yeah, even, Band even though they have a terrible name for their company, frankly. They do. Yeah. Um, or I should say not the most desirable name for a company. It is the best place to purchase music that is artist-friendly. No two ways about it. Well, as Sean says, when he's selling stuff or buying stuff, a portion of every buy or sell goes to a band. Everything we do on this show is about supporting yes. the local community. None of us are getting rich, but we're just trying to get by doing the things we love to do. I just need enough to be able to do it tomorrow. Exactly. Same. Maybe even just to buy a little and a sandwich on my way yes. home. And a sandwich. Exactly. Before we say our final goodbye to Bryn Arns, I do want to mention, when we were talking about Moxie Wealth Management and all the work they do, Joe Burgess, who is our main contact there, is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Securian Financial Services Incorporated, member, member FINRA SIPC, North Star Resource Group is independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated two seven. Zero one University Avenue Southeast Minneapolis Minnesota five five four one four. Sean, do you think that I'll ever be able to hit that legalese perfectly? I think you you're going to do one that is going to be absolutely pristine, and then we're going to record that. And I'm never saying it. That's out loud exactly again. right. We'll just we'll just hit play. That's what you got to do. All right, thanks. That's to, what Kiss does. Thanks to you all. <laughs> nice. Uh, man, I, we don't have track time show. Right now. Track I, show. I have such a great kiss story that I can't oh. tell you this time. We'll tell it next time. I want to thank Smart Start MN, Moxie Wealth Management. Thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank you. And also thank you to Audio Equip. Without them, we don't have actual real audio equipment in here. And we're recording this into shitty fourth generation smartphones. And it sounds like a nightmare. But luckily, we have the Smart Start MN studio, which also means I need to thank our Patreon members. Again, remember, if you'd like to be part of our Patreon group, there's not a lot that's required, right? It's a couple bucks a month, 40 bucks a month. Again, if you whatever have you the do. means, whatever you can do, we'll invite you to all our future Patreon events because, again, community is sort of at the heart of this. Not like we're curing childhood cancer, right? And we're not, you know, planting flower beds, although we could plant flower beds next but spring. But just like Bryn, we're providing a little escape and some relief from your normal everyday life to go say fuck it and have a good time, which is what Flip is about. Holy shit, have I had fun at their shows and listening oh my to music. God. And this new album is pretty fucking stellar. So the new album is called what, Bryn? Too Dumb to Quit. <laughs> Which, here's what I love. Here's what I, I love, love that title. Here's what I love about the title. I yeah. mean, you guys always sort of promoted a wackadoo party first attitude, yeah. but it was always real smart, man. It was real clever. Yeah, clever. And, yeah. and the execution of the presentation was always on point. Also... Thank One you. time when I worked at the edge, my buddy, my old boss, John the Chucker, um, he had a tray of brownies in his office, oh, and no. uh, he's like, hey, you want some? And a certain band brought them by. I'm not going to point fingers. Huh. I'm not going to name names. And I was like, I'm just getting started on my shift, and I love a fucking brownie. I'm in my late 20s. Mm. Yeah, blah, blah. I had a couple of them down. By the end of that shift, I wasn't sure that I was still on planet Earth. I'm not saying it was your band. Or were, were you ever on planet Earth? I'm not. <laughs> Shit. Just got matrixy in here. All right. <laughs> Brand, we got to call it, man. Good luck to you. Peace. All right.
All right. And will there be any live support of the new record? Absolutely. How, why, what, and where yet is yet to be determined, although we did just return from an East Coast tour we did with Ace Fraley. You know Ace Fraley? If we kiss guy. Yeah, of him. I'm familiar. <laughs> Space Ace, baby. Yeah. I get it. And, and it went remember. great. It oh. went great. And again, the next time you come back, we're starting out with our kiss stories because I've got a couple of good ones. Kiss and I know story. you've probably got more than I have. Let's go ahead and hear one last song from Flip before we wrap things up on episode 275 of The Brian Oak Show. Great. A photograph of a pretty face. In a better time, but everything looks better from the outside. I'm letting go. Yes, I know. It ended in a tragedy, wasted time in misery. I know it was time to travel. Oh, yeah.